0: welcome back to another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. Can you believe that we're less than 80 days from the end of the year? And not only the end of the year, but the end of the decade. This last three months of the year is when most people tend to relax their efforts around their goals. The new year intentions and resolutions are far behind us, but if there was any tiny bit left of them. is now when people finally and ultimately give up. The last few months of the year also tend to be the most stressful. And if we're not intentional, we are likely to take steps backwards towards our goals. With all the stress around us, it's tempting to say, oh, I'll start in January." The new year is so close that seems reasonable to want to push our goals or put them on hold until January 1st comes, as if in January, magic will happen. Well, let me tell you that there's nothing different or magical happening in January of 2020. So why wait? I personally have made the commitment to myself to end the year and the decade in a better place that I started. I made the commitment and the promise to myself that I will go all in for the last 90 days of this year to get as close as I can to my goals. I made the promise to myself to build a strong foundation to start 2020, as Rachel Hollis would say, In the 20th floor versus the basement. The question is where do you want to end the year? Where do you want to end the decade? And most important, where do you want to start in 2020? I believe that if we want to start 2020 from the 20th floor, we need to set a strong foundation and that comes down to our habits. If we get our habits in check and if we develop our self-discipline muscle and equip ourselves with the right tools, we'll be in a much better place and position to kick off 2020 and achieve bigger goals that we have ever been able to achieve before. So in today's episode, I want to share with you my tips and tricks on how to develop new productive habits. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. As I was preparing for this episode, I googled the word habit, because Google knows everything after all. And I found the following definition. A habit is a subtle or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. I also went to the dictionary and found a similar but different definition. A habit is an acquired behavior pattern regularly followed until it becomes almost involuntary. Habits can be both good or bad. And the truth is that they determine to a great extent what do we do on a daily basis and therefore in our lives. Many of the decisions that we make throughout our day are not really decisions, but just our habits. For example, brushing our teeth before going to bed, I brush my teeth every night, I don't do it as a conscious decision, but rather out of a habit. Last week, for example, I dropped my daughter at daycare, just like I do every morning, and then I headed to the office. The road was closed because of construction, and I had to take a detour that ended up adding 15 extra minutes to my commute. I was upset and I thought it would have been great to know beforehand because I could have taken an alternate route that would have saved me 15 minutes. I got to the office and I told myself, okay, tomorrow I'll just take the alternate route. The next morning, I dropped my daughter at daycare and it was like a deja vu. My habits were stronger than me and I found myself trapping traffic again, detouring, adding an extra 15 minutes to my commute, and as a result, I was late for my first morning meeting. To make this story short, this happened for three days on a road before I got it right, and I was able to train myself to take the alternate route and modify my habit. When we're trying to improve, when we're trying to develop ourselves, we typically tend to focus on what new things we need to do in order to continue to grow. But I believe that as we attempt to build that strong foundation, the first thing that we need to think about is what habits we need to break or change. What are those unproductive habits that are having that negative impact in us making progress? And what are the new habits that we want to develop that will enable us to start 2020 in a much better place, ready and enabled to achieve anything that we set ourselves to achieve? Bad habits, from my point of view, share three characteristics. One, they feel good at first. Two, like drugs, they're addictive, and three, they seem easier than the alternative. So how do we go about identifying those bad habits? My recommendation is that you take some time for some self-reflection. Deep inside, you know what habits are preventing you from making progress. Take some time to clearly identify those unproductive habits that you want to change. Be as specific when describing them and make sure that you consider habits in all aspects of your life. Habits at home, at work, in your free time. Then try to visualize what might be the long-term consequences should you continue this habit. The next step is to visualize a new productive habit that you can replace your current unproductive habit with. Many times, this is just the opposite of the current habit, but not always. So give it some thought. Think about the benefits of adopting the new habit. Try to visualize those benefits as vividly as possible. Also, it's very important that you take some time to think about your why. Why do you want to adopt a new habit or change a current one? The why is not always one and the same with a benefit. Therefore, it's important to identify it and anchor yourself with that why. The why is key because changing a habit or adopting a new habit is not easy. And it doesn't happen overnight. In the process of changing a current habit or adopting a new habit, you will be tempted to give up as things get hard And that why is what will keep you focused and motivated to keep going, to not give up. The next aspect that is key in developing a new habit or stopping or changing a current habit is your mindset. If you go into this journey thinking, I'll try my best, let's see what happens, let me tell you one thing you are going to fail. You need to start this journey being convinced that you will succeed, that you will make this change. So let's recap so far. The first thing we are going to do is to identify what habits we want to change and what new habits we want to develop. Step number two, we're going to identify our why. And step number three, we're going to focus on the right mindset. Now, knowing what habit you want to change or develop, visualizing it, having clear the benefits and your why is not enough. The next thing you need to do is to plan ahead. Plan what is that you're going to do and when you're going to do it. Don't hope for it. Plan for it. An important piece of this planning is being able to identify your triggers. Typically, our habits are triggered by a cue. For example, let's say that I'm currently spending too much time in the evenings watching mindless TV. And I want to cut back that time to invest it in something else. Let's say a side project or hassle. Maybe I want to start reading a book or spending more quality time with my family or maybe start to work out. The first thing you want to do in this planning stage is identify those cues and triggers. What triggers you to sit and watch excessive TV on the evenings? Maybe is that you're stressed out of a busy day at work? And your cue might be that you get home and the first thing that you see is that TV. So it's very easy to lay on the couch and just turn it on. Knowing what are your triggers and cues will help you in develop that plan. When I say develop a plan, what I'm referring to is, as I said before, two things. What is that you're going to do and when is that you're going to do it? Let's say that you want to start working out instead of watching TV. Your plan might look like, number one, how often do you want to work out? Three, four, five, six times a week? Two, at what time specifically of the day is that you're going to work out? Let's say 6 p.m. Then you might decide what a specific workout or exercise is that you're going to do. Are you going to go for a run or ride your bicycle or do a home workout Then go ahead and block your calendar. Yes, block your calendar. I know you typically don't put these things on your calendar, but this time, please do. Don't hope that you will be successful. Plan and ensure that you will. In this planning phase, you might also think about things like what resources you need. It might be working equipment, um, the place where you're going to be, the tennis shoes, what is that you need? Also, what are the things that might throw you off? Since you know what your triggers are, think about what is that you're going to do when you're triggered by those things. Some other things that you might want to consider in this planning phase. You want to remove all temptations. You want to create new triggers. What is going to trigger you to start working out when you get home after work? And then set reminders. We already added to our calendar, but maybe put an alarm or something that will remind you of your commitment and the new habit that you're trying to develop. Another aspect that is very important in setting you for success is to create the right support system around you. What do I mean by this? As you change your habits, those around you will notice that you're behaving or acting in a different way, and they might be set off by that. So it's important that you share with those people that are most important in your life, with those that you spend the most time and that have an influence over you, know what is that you're doing and why it's important to you. You also want to ask for their support explain them exactly how it is that they can support you. Let's go back to the example of wanting to start to work out. That might look like asking your partner to take care of the kids while you're working out or asking him or her to remind you of your commitments if they see that you've not been working out the last couple of days. Additionally, finding a buddy Accountability partner or a community of people that share similar goals than you can provide you the support, encouragement, and accountability that you're going to need to stay strong and consistent in developing these new habits. Now it's time to get to action. At this point is when it gets real. They say that it takes 21 days to develop a habit and 90 days for it to become a lifestyle. So now that you know what habits is that you're going to change or develop, commit to at least 30 days. I know I just said it takes 21 days to develop a habit, but we want to make this habit stick over time. Therefore, ideally, you want to practice this new habit for 90 days so it becomes part of your lifestyle. But I want to invite you to at least commit to 30 full days of intentionally practicing your new habit. Here are some of my tips and tricks when taking action. One, make it a daily practice. Consistency is key. You want to make sure that you practice and you have it daily for the next 30 days. Number two, start simple. What do I mean by this? In our example of starting to work out, don't try to sign up for a 5K on day one, right? Build your way up to there. Start with something that is realistic and achievable. Start simple. Number three, Intentionally spend more time with role models. Identify people that are really good in those habits that you are trying to develop and spend more time with them. You will be surprised, but it's contagious. Number four, be imperfect and be okay with being imperfect. It's not going to be perfect on day one. It's going to take you those twenty to, 21 to 30 days to develop that habit. So be okay with the fact that is not gonna be perfect. Number five, remind yourself constantly of your commitment and the activities that you're planning to do to develop that habit. Number six, regularly touch base with your accountability partner, body, or community for that support encouragement and accountability that it's so needed in this first 30 days. Number seven, implement your new triggers. On the planning phase, we talked about what are new triggers that we want to develop that will serve as a cue for us to implement or act on our new habit. So make sure that you put those triggers in place consistently. Number eight, replace your needs. If you're giving up something, make sure that you're replacing it with something else. The last thing you want to do is to create a hole or emptiness that will push you to give up. Number nine, when you start having negative thoughts, and let me tell you this, it will happen, use the word but to interrupt them. For example, I'm not good at this, but if I work at it, I will get better. Number 10, give yourself some grace. will hold any judgment until after a month has passed. If you lapse, if you fall back to your bad habit, don't give up. Just jump back at building that new habit. Number 11, practice this easy visualization exercise. First, visualize yourself performing the bad habit that you're trying to change. Next, Visualize yourself pushing aside the bad habit and performing an alternative. And finally, end that sequence with an image of yourself in a highly positive state. Let me give you an example. Visualize yourself getting home after a stressful day at the office. You gravitate towards the TV, you pick up the remote, you're about to turn on the TV, Then, you throw the remote away, snap your fingers, put your tennis shoes, and go off on a run. Finally, visualize yourself. How do you feel after that run? How fulfilled and accomplished you feel after finishing that run? Doesn't feel amazing? Number 12. Keep a journal or just do some self-reflection. I like to do this at the end of my day. I spent just five minutes thinking about the things that went well, what were the challenges that I faced, what triggered me going back or reverting back to my old bad habits. Then I think about the one, two, or three things that I'm going to do differently the next day to jump back at developing those new productive habits. Finally, and very important, do it for yourself. Remind yourself constantly of your why. Don't develop habits just because it's what someone else wants. Do it for yourself. Identify the habits that are going to propel you in achieving your goals, that are going to propel you in the areas where you want to grow, that will propel you to get where you want to go. It's your decision. And Do it for yourself and no one else. So allow me to end this episode reminding you of the two questions that I asked you at the beginning. Where do you want to end 2019? And most important, where do you want to start 2020? Where do you want to start the new decade? There's almost 80 days left in the year. Use the time that you have left in this year to build a strong foundation so it enables you to start 2020 in a better place, ready and enabled to achieve anything that you set yourself to. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope it inspires you to take action and use the remaining days in this year to end the decade strong and set yourself for success in the next year. If you like today's episode, I want to ask you a favor. Please go to iTunes, Apple Podcast, and leave me a review. Also, please share this episode with your friends, your colleagues, in your social media, with anyone that you think can benefit from today's content. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing start of the end of the decade. And I'm looking forward to talk to you again on another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.